Welcome to Punchboard Pair. Guys, I'm t- I'm tired. I just got back from Gen Con. This opening, this is, this is tough for me. Well, you better get some coffee and get okay. to it. Okay, okay, here I go. Let's go. I'm ready. Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give fair and honest reviews to the industry's hottest games. In episode 36... We're going to talk about Clef's Gen Con trip. We're going to head on over to the Kickstarter corner. We're going to head over and finish our top 10 of the BGG's top 100. And finally, we're going to finish it off with our draft of our top Kickstarter games. Hey, everybody. I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. All right, I, I pulled n- it together. I pulled it together. Good. I was okay. going to say, how can you not be energetic? Whew. You know, I was thinking about this because... We didn't see you because you were on your trip, and Richie and I had a nice time playing games, but I'm always energetic to get back together. I feel like if I don't have the week of the three of us, I'm, it sounds sappy, but if I don't have the three of us together for the weekend, Aww. so I get really excited. So. I was really excited that I went over to Chad's house, yeah, and I went home. <laughs> that, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> and I didn't have to pick him up. That was good. I didn't have to pick him up off my front No step. injuries. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I go, hey, I'll leave the gate unlocked. You can Come in, he goes, nope, I'm going to face my fears head on. <laughs> did, you, right. did you walk those steps pretty? I did. I, pretty I, I definitely yeah. took my time. Okay, good. I don't <laughs> think I've taken two steps as slowly as that before. But. He also goes, he goes, all right, I'm leaving. Don't talk to me. He's going to focus. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, Gen Con was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I yeah, wish I'm you jealous. guys. I was you, jealous. One of these times, you know, you're just... Richie, I know you can't ever go because it's your anniversary. Oh, right? I, I did tell Jessica. I yeah. just said, you know, in between this and our 15th, I'm just going to go yeah, at some that, point. That's and what's going to have to happen. We'll just Absolutely. have to celebrate it another week. I, t- I said to Steph, like, she goes, gosh, that's closer than Origins, isn't it? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I, we, I should do that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was amazing. But, boy, I tell you, the, the tough thing about cons no sleep i mean you're in bed late and you're up early the next morning i think i averaged like 10 hours of sleep for the entire five days that i was there or something like that Ooh. i mean yeah you totaled tough. i was gonna totaled. say you averaged it no, man no, no. Oh, was, that'd yeah, be amazing i guess i should just say i totaled like 10 hours of sleep I, I probably got a few more than that but it was not much more i i was in bed late and up early uh because i'm staying out with some friends i'm not actually downtown in the convention center i'm out with some friends out at a uh, airbnb and it's about a half an hour drive in each morning. So, yeah, I have to. So I'd even have to get up early. And then uh, one of the people I went to, uh, Dan Smith, uh, you know, uh, former across the board, soon to be revived across the board. I don't know what they are. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Dan, um, he loves to have breakfast. So every morning he wanted us to get up at like 630 in the morning so we could get over to this mom and pop, you know, breakfast joint to have breakfast. <laughs> Which was nice. I mean, you know, he has very specific food, yes, like requirements. Yeah, you need to have hamburger beef pizza. On your pizza yeah. and- <laughs> but let me tell you, here, here was a typical, uh, you know, them, uh, the other people ordering food. Like Dan would get biscuits and gravy, and then he'd have like four eggs and four strips of bacon and some sausage on the side and pancakes. And my son Mason, who went with me, he was getting like two different meals and some hash browns. And I was ordering, I got, yeah, I got an English muffin. I don't eat a big breakfast. So I was like, I, I can't eat all this food where they were just chowing down on all this food. Wow. I was very simple, had a nice little English muffin. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, there you go. But uh, anyways, I'm sure most people don't really want to hear about 
what I ate for breakfast. Probably not. Well, you know, maybe somebody out there. Not if it's an English muffin, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, so you were demoing games pretty much the whole time with Capstone. I mean, like, every day you were, right? Yeah, I was I was working for uh, Capstone and Clay Ross uh, doing some demoing. I worked every day there. First day, got there, we did the setup and, and such on Wednesday. And then Thursday through Sunday, I worked in the, uh, in the morning. And I demoed Watergate. And that was it. So I probably did like 30 demos of Watergate, I bet. People get really tired of games after they demo them a lot. Are you still, would you play Watergate again? I really enjoy Watergate. It's, I think because it's such a quick game. And honestly, the, the teach of Watergate is not that bad. Probably five, six minutes to teach it. So it's not like I'm like having to spend, like, like if you had to teach Pipeline over and over and over again, you know, yes, that could get, you know, a, a little bit hard on the teaching where Watergate is pretty quick, you know, and then you can let them play a couple of rounds. So no, honestly, I, I'm not sick of Watergate at all. In fact, like I said, I played it with, uh, with our friend Josh today. Now, did they sell out of Watergate? I left before they did. So I'm not sure, but I have reports that Justin, uh, who's Clay's cousin who helps him there. He bought him the tail and the ears. Foxtail, right? Yes. Okay, I wanted to know about that because I got a text from you that Ryan Courtney wanted to pick out a tail for me, which was really nice. Yes, he did. He was curious what color would look good on you. <laughs> but, uh, well, I look good in many colors. But, <laughs> but, but let's just say, I mean, you know, my fashionable mummy shirt is purple, so probably the purple one would go best. But true, I, I wanted to see a picture. I told Clay, I, I texted Clay and said, hey, where's that picture? Did I, I, It looks like Watergate sold out. I mean, all the... Yep, yep. So. I, uh, I texted the same same thing to him today saying hey hey what's going on he's like i don't know what i'm gonna do i said two words here buddy social media let's see it <laughs> that's right thank so, you okay so i'm calling him out okay. he's got to get that out there somewhere all right well so it was a hit did i mean oh, you must huge have, hit. And, and you demoed it a lot did a lot of people buy that oh, one? I, I would say at least 80 percent of the people i demoed went and purchased a copy after i demoed it so i mean it was it was really popular I was say, that's all I heard about coming out of Gen Con was Watergate was yeah. the the hotness there. Um, yeah, it was it was huge. And Richie, I got to tell you, when I picked up uh, some stuff from Clefs uh, the other day, my heart soared to see. And I'm not that is not an exaggeration because I was getting bombarded by all these pictures and stuff of Gen Con, and I kept remembering playing Watergate, and then I saw heavy cardboard's playthrough live, and I was like. Oh man, gosh! I remember that game. I want to play it so bad. Oh, they're totally sold out. But that was that was really great. I was so happy I got to see you that. guys a copy. I took I care know. of it. I know. Nice. I know. And yeah. knowing Clef, I was expecting when he said he got his presents, I was expecting like get like a picture of the leftover trash or something like that. <laughs> or you could have got more elf ears. <laughs> or yeah, more or elf ears. <laughs> <laughs> but I was pumped when I saw Watergate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and not only did Watergate was huge, but Pipeline was still soaring off the shelf. Uh, so that was that was running great, and then their other title, Ragusa, it did really well too. So I have not had a chance to play Ragusa, uh, but I did get us a copy. So hopefully we'll get a we'll get a play into that and and see how that is. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure um, that I saw that it was Capstone's most successful con ever. So that's that's really exciting. That is nice. nice. That's good. They deserve it because they got a lot of quality titles out. You know, I know not all of them compare to. Uh, to brass for you but we really we really enjoy most of their games oh, good great games absolutely well, that reminds me by the way uh -oh. we forgot last episode to give a shout out to mr ben maddox of five games for doomsday for, for what 
uh, for helping you. He he uh, helped you. That was all me. Uh, oh, what's your time? Well, what, what did you, you try to say again? Don't don't lie. You were studying. <laughs> I don't know if I should. Right <laughs> he, he gave you some uh, some some elocution lessons. Yeah, I mean, because without him, you'd probably sound like what was what was that game again? Brass Lankin's liar. <laughs> um, yeah, so it didn't thanks. sound as good. There. No, no, no not didn't. so much. Maybe I do so, have to thanks Ben. Thank Ben. <laughs> yeah, so thanks Ben. He did a great job. We we appreciated. All right, back to Gen Con. All moving right. on. So outside of uh, demoing, did you get to actually play any games? Well, that's a funny. That's a funny story there, uh, Richie. Um, so you know how excited I was to get a copy of city of the big shoulders. I mean, it was my number one thing that I was looking forward to getting. And I, it's the only thing I've been talking about in one. So I get over on Wednesday and somehow I convince Raymond to give me a copy before Thursday. You know, I get over there and I get a copy and thank you, Raymond for that. That was awesome of you. And so I'm so excited to go home and play this game, you know, or back to the Airbnb. So we get back, but unfortunately we don't get back until late, you know, because we're out doing other things and hanging out and playing games at downtown. So we get back to the Airbnb and I'm all excited and I'm like, all right, guys, who's wants to play this? So I've got myself and Dan and another guy, John, and my um, friend of Mason's, AJ, we all sit down to play this game. Okay. So it's Wednesday night and I'm going to guess it's 1030, 1030, maybe 11 o'clock at night, which is probably not the best time to start this game. Okay. <laughs> But I start it, and I start to get it out and set up the rules, and all of a sudden I realize I can't teach this game. I learned one time back in Origins, and once again, Raymond taught me it, and I'm not the best at person at just being able to absorb a game when somebody teaches it to me. I need to read the rule book and kind of be able to, you know, give a teach. So I basically have to read from the rule book to give this game a teach, okay? So let's just imagine it's probably... I don't know, 1230. This this is, by the way, not the real time that it probably takes you to teach this game. It's just that's what happened that night with me having to read from the rule book. It's probably like one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And we just finally get through the rule book ready to play. And of course, everybody's like, uh, yeah, there's no way. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, let's just put it aside. We'll come back and we'll finish it tomorrow night. Okay. So we get back in on this would be Thursday night to play. And once again, it's super late. We sit down. It's late. I don't even remember what time. We get through two rounds, okay? And once again, we look at the clock, and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. We got to get up at 6.30 in the morning because we got to go have breakfast, right? So we're like, okay, let's just stop it here. We'll come back, and we'll finish it tomorrow night. Okay, so then we get in on Friday night, and I think it's even later on Friday night we get in. We get one more round in on Friday night <laughs> before we're like, okay, I got to go to bed. So then Saturday we get in. Now, Saturday, we got to finish it because there is no more time. We, we, we leave the next day, right? So Saturday we get it. We get the last two rounds in and finally finished our four-day epic adventure of this game. And can I say this right now? This 100%, there is no question, will be my number one game of 2019. It is wow. that. I mean, right. There's no way. There could not be a game. I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to Barrage. I'm sure there's other games that are coming out that I don't know of yet. But right now, I cannot see it. This game is amazing. And the three people that played with me, all very different in their levels of gaming. Like I said, my friend, uh, Mason's friend, my son's friend, AJ, played with us. And, you know, he's never played hardly any heavy games at all. 
and he was right in there and and playing right with us. But a lot of people, you know, it's tough to kind of un- understand the different things. And there's a lot of nuances in this game that are really tough to kind of understand for a kind of a heavier game. So it was just more of trying to teach new people. But two of the three people went and bought this game after they played it. So I figure I did my job for Raymond. I, I showed, you know, people and they went and got it. So that's, you know, what it's all about. But it is an amazing game. So want to guess what the final scores were here. I'm going to tell you because you can't guess. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I mean, I don't so, even know if it's dollars. Or yeah, like, no. it's dollars to win. <laughs> yeah, we can just pesos, wrap up this yeah. podcast. It is over on so the table ready to go. Right, yeah. I'm ready to teach you guys. All right. Well, we got to move here. So the ending score, uh, both Dan and John were both at around 4,000. Okay, so you're talking 4,000, and then AJ and I, okay, and by the way, I said if I didn't win this game, I was going to do something like go streak around the neighborhood naked or something. I don't know, something. So I was like, I got to win this game. <laughs> Ending score, AJ had $5,108. I had $5,116. I beat him by $8. Nice. Never played a game like this in his life. I was impressed. I mean, he played really, really well. He did a hostile takeover of one of Dan's companies at one point. It was really good. I mean, the game is just amazing. I, I probably should stop talking about it because I'll spend all podcast talking about it. We won't get to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. I can't wait to play it. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So did you play anything else while you were there? I mean, it sounds like you didn't get to very uh, many rounds no, of no, anything no. else. I did. You know, we got, you know, I got some other uh, things in. Uh, my friend Brent, uh, you know, that we went to Origins with, he had never played Great Western Trail, and he ended up buying it there. And he bought it with the expansion, but, you know, I thought, well, first time playing it, we might as well teach him with just base game, which was interesting because I hadn't played base game in since while, the expansion. Bet, yeah. But still... The game is still so amazing. It doesn't doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I mean, it's so, so amazing. So that was a lot of fun. Got to teach him that. Also taught uh, him and another guy, uh, Brass Birmingham. So we put, we got a game of Brass Birmingham. Probably not in the most ideal situation. Um, there are not a lot of spaces to play games at Gen Con. There's just not. I mean, like, in, there's nowhere in the main convention center. And if you go over to the hotels, it's very sporadic on places that you can find to play. Well, we ended up finding this one table somewhere like in the hallway or something. And we sat down and we're all ready to play. And there's like some like some music concert going on in the back, like down the hall or something. And so it's kind of loud, but we're like, okay, we can deal with this. Well, about five minutes into getting the game set up, this event lady comes over and goes, that table, I need that table here soon. So I'm just letting you guys know if you start it, I might need that table to go take it to a to a panel or something and we're like whoa whoa okay all right well how what what time i don't know i don't know how long it's going to be so i mean just really mean and like really snappy with us and i'm like okay i'm sorry you know okay we'll we'll play it if we got to put it away we'll put it away and so we ended up getting the game in but it was not under the best circumstances there was like a rock concert going in on across the hall and these you know like they have little different rooms in the in the hotel it was it was a tough a tough game. I'm probably just trying to make excuses because I did not win Brass Birmingham and I just expected to. <laughs> and so maybe it's just excuses. The lady ended up coming back later that night and apologizing for being kind of snappy with us and everything. So it all ended up working out. Oh, okay. that's so, good. So we got in Brass. Uh, we got into games of Clans of Caledonia. And all your favorites. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually got quite a few good favorites in. And then uh, really the only other game that I got in that weekend was Crescent City Cargo. 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, I want to yeah. hear about this. Ooh, yes. This is our man, Jason Dinger. Right, I've been seeing yes. pictures of this on um, Facebook. So Yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably not for me because I didn't take pictures. But Yeah, yeah, um, no. <laughs> well, honestly, I didn't even know if I could take pictures of it, you know, it being in the state that it is. You know, it's, it's a prototype, and I didn't know if it was allowed to take pictures. And quite honestly, I, I'm going to let you guys know, I was a little nervous because being Jason Dinger, I mean, pretty cool guy, and, you know, he's new game, and I'm like, okay. But sitting there is uh, is in playing is, is Tim Kaiser, uh, you know, a developer of, of Pipeline. And then another guy, uh, gosh, I apologize. And game designer in his own right. He's, yes, He's absolutely. got some good designs yeah, he's absolutely, yep. Um, and then another gentleman who I can't remember his name, and I apologize. And then the uh, fourth player, Yuli Brenneman. Ooh. So I was very, a uh, little bit nervous, you know, so, and... Uh, <laughs> Just, just heckling. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah um, good. Really, good. the the highlight was as as Jason is teaching the rules, and I'm I'm a bad learner of rules when people just teach the game. It's just not a good way for me to absorb. I really am more of a learner from the rule book, or you know, you know, being able to teach myself. So, and I was tired because I had very little sleep, and I caught myself a couple times as he was explaining the rules, kind of nodding off. So at some point, uh, Donna. His lovely wife, Jason's lovely wife, went to was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get a, a drink or something for him, right?" And Ryan was like, "Gonna go up and get a drink too." And I go, "Hey, Ryan, will you get me a soda?" And he's like, "What am I, your butler?" Good. <laughs> <laughs> but he went and got me a soda, and he brought it to me. He liked acted like it was on a little silver plat- platter. I almost kept the the soda, you know, like that because I was like, "Wow, this is pretty special." Yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a soda from from Ryan Courtney. It was pretty good. But uh, so once again, I'm trying to make excuses because let's just say. Out of the four players, I came in so dead last. I don't even want to tell you what the scores were. It was bad. I li- literally it was like four turns in before I was like, okay, now I get what's going on. <laughs> um, but good game, really good game. Interesting. Your and, and the mechanic that I will describe to you guys is the Lisboa Church mechanic, where you can move okay. the guy one or two spaces, and then you can take the tile in front of him or behind him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how this game works. It has a couple of rondelles that you're moving around and you're either picking up goods to put onto your trucks or you're you're delivering them on this other rondelle that you're then dropping them off in certain areas. And then there's different types of shipping that you can do. You can do them to, uh, you know, to ships or you can do them to trains, you know, so there's different ones. And then the, the other unique thing about the game is, is you have, you start the game off with about, oh, 15 or so workers. And it's a worker placement game, but where... When you place a worker out, that's basically where they go for their job for the rest of their life. You know, I mean, if you put them as a truck driver, they're a truck driver for the rest of their life. They don't keep coming back. The only ones that you can ever get coming back to you are if you put them on the trains because they kind of look at those as short-term type of thing, and then the person comes back and he's looking for another job. So it was very interesting. So you had to continue to keep getting more workers so that then you could go and do more things. Like even if, like, you put goods onto a cargo ship – you had to have a worker to, you know, to basically take care of those goods and, you know, go off with the goods or whatever. So workers were almost like another resource that you're spending. Very much, you know, yeah. And then uh, the other unique thing that I really liked about this game, which you just don't see very often, it had like like random um, abilities that you would have for the game, like special powers almost. Some of the special powers are good. But some of them are like make the game state harder. Like we had one that it was like to do these office buildings, it cost an extra wood and an extra coin like to do them. And then the in-game scoring bonuses 
One was like, you know, you do so much, you get so many coins or whatever. But one was for how many workers you had on the board, you had to pay like a payroll tax. So it was actually bad in-game bonuses that you had to be a pay attention to also, which I thought was really interesting. I don't really <laughs> think I'd ever seen that done in any other game. Um, it went fast. I would say the game, we got probably through the game maybe a little over an hour. Uh, you know, rules after rules teach, it was maybe a little over an hour. Um, we were all playing pretty fast, but uh, I was playing pretty bad, so it didn't take long for my turns to go. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I am I am really, really excited about this game coming out. Now, this is like probably 2020, right, from, from Spielworks? Uh, it would definitely be for Spielworks. Uh, they, they've already signed the game. Um, you know, I think right now it will start to go through some more heavy designing, uh, or not designing. Development. Uh, Development, thank you. Yeah, so it's going to go through a little more development. Um, I know Uli was talking about taking it back to his groups in Germany so that they can start to figure out, making sure no powers are overpowered, you know, things like that, or any of the cards or anything like that. You know, you've got to make sure that everything is balanced pretty much. I don't know. I was, I was actually talking to Ryan Courtney about that at one point um, and asking him, like, what point, you know, how long do some of these games take? And he said probably that like Jason's game might be, you know, a year to two years still before it would actually be in people's hands, you know, because it does take that long. And he was actually talking how he wishes that they could figure out a way for that to go a little bit quicker. Because like if you, you know, and I'm just going to take the theme of Mars, for example, you know how Mars was kind of hot a couple of years ago. Now, unless you have your name of Vital Lacerda on the game and you come, you know, if you come out with a Mars game a couple of years later, it may not be in the hotness anymore type of thing. So he wishes that he could kind of find, you know, somehow that they could have publishers could get that going a little bit faster to kind of hit the, you know, a trend or whatever. Well, I know he does a lot of like design tools and some some people do that where and 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 this is what Vital has been doing a lot with with on Mars and stuff is playing it online and then you get a lot of plays in, you know, through certain programs and stuff and you can and you can track statistics really easily through there and I think I think that's one trend that things are moving to but that that's hard for some people that are, you know, board gamers because they don't want to be hooked up to computers. But yeah, I I totally understand how that works. Well, one other quick question about about mechanisms. Is it sort of, does it have a pick up and deliver element along with the rondelle stuff? Is that what's going on? Yeah. I mean, that's what you're picking up cargo in that one rondelle and then you're delivering it to the other rondelle. But it didn't feel like a pick up and deliver game in the sense of what, like, you're not going from point A to point B to point C to kind of drop something off. It's just you're picking up your goods, put them on your truck. And then at that point, you have options of what you want to do with those different goods. You can either try to increase your, there's some uh, tracks that you can increase to make your abilities better and stuff like that. Or you can build offices, which give you different abilities, or you can take them down and deliver it into this rondelle thing. So it's really just drop the cubes off and move. It's not a, I, I never, you know, I'm not a huge pickup and deliver fan. And I did not feel like this was what I would classify as pickup. It probably would be listed as pickup and deliver, but I didn't feel like a pickup and deliver, like a, you know, like a Firefly type of game where you're picking it up and yeah. having to go across the universe and drop it off or something type of thing. So, cool. Yeah, amazing game, a great time. I mean, getting to meet Uli was really, really cool. I mean, really nice guy. Um, me and him both came in third and fourth. Uh, yeah, well, we neither one of us did very well. So we, we were you were fourth, ways. though, right? Not, I got correct? fourth by Just far. making sure, just making sure. By far, I got fourth, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan made fun of me extensively for the rest of the weekend. Good. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, did you get to play Ryan's stock game yet? No. 
Unfortunately, with all the other commitments that I had and obviously working for Capstone as much as I was there and having to go back to the Airbnb, uh, it was really just not enough time, unfortunately. And not to mention four days of playing the same game, you know, that kind of hampered me from doing a lot of other <laughs> things. <too. laughs> and you muled back so, quite a bit. So, yeah, no, definitely um, uh, got to meet with uh, got to meet with Mike Young from uh, Plan B. And, uh, you know, now granted the games that they were uh, selling there were a couple of the games that Chad and I got to demo at Origins, the era by Matt Leacock and then uh, the 5211. And Chad here will tell you his name so I don't butcher it. Tsuyoshi Hashiguchi. Yeah, it's a good thing. I'll let Chad well, say I mean, that. it's a good chance he butchered it as well. well that's, yeah, true. That's, that's true. true. Could be completely wrong, <laughs> but he's got to be closer than yeah. me. Uh, talked to Mike, and he we kind of just talked about what's on the horizon for Plan B. Azul Three will be their Ooh, next release. Jessica's going to be excited about uh, that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are, and pretty much. I mean, he's talking about. I mean, they could do an Azul Four, so that's really been. So popular, just kind of trying to change some of the mechanisms and just, you know. Uh, I mean, it is it is one of the most popular games of the last few years, honestly. And it's a way in. I mean, like I like I said, there are some staples that my in-laws have. And I got them. One of the games I got them is that. That they play that. They play Jaipur. They play Lost Cities. And they, I actually, I actually am tempted to try to get them a copy of Watergate. Because they play extensively two-player. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that'd be interesting. But anyway, the point is, yeah, uh, th- that's you know they love that game. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah, it is. It's a great game, and I'm uh, yeah. So we'll see what what brings of that. But Very so cool. I got to talk to him. Um, got to meet with Mark Spector of Grand Gamers Guild, and uh, he was uh, selling Artemis Project, and which is a game that we're going to be doing a uh, little bit of talking about here as uh, as soon as we can start getting this played. It's a dice drafting game. Uh, not dice drafting, I apologize, dice placement game. Uh, kind of think in terms of maybe a little bit of Alien, uh, what was that, Alien Frontiers? Frontiers? Is that what that game was called? Yeah, a little bit like that. A um, little bit of Marco Polo where you're kind of placing the dice out and getting resources and things like that and doing some expeditions. But looks really cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. So I got to talk with him. Uh, he said he had a really successful con, which was great to hear. And then I had a uh, meeting with Cranio Creations, and which was exciting. I got to go over and see the new Lorenzo card game. Ooh. I'm actually excited. I actually yeah. thought it looked right. pretty good. I told you. I yeah. told you. I was a little worried. You know, I hate sometimes when you make a really great game into a card into game. Into a card game, like, yeah. Eh. It can go bad. But I really think it's, a, I think it's a separate game that just has the Lorenzo feel to it. You know, the Lorenzo icons and stuff to it you know okay. i don't really feel like it's them just trying to make lorenzo into a card game wasn't right. the resource mechanism cool yeah oh that's really cool with the marbles and how they go yeah that was really neat i mean i'm not sure why they needed that but i thought it was cool <laughs> <laughs> well the other the other thing i'll say about it too is that a lot of times especially you guys more than myself i think don't like some of your engine builders to go too long and this is a quick snappy one and so i think yeah that that will yeah, hit very the much spot so. it, it will look good so and then the other thing that I was told while I was at, at Cranio was Barrage, he said, is their best game ever. Ooh, so I said, okay. oh, boy, you've got a lot to live up to. I mean, you got there's some great games, but he said best game ever. So I'm looking forward to getting it. I should be any time now. It should be coming in. He said seven to ten days it will be here. Actually, when he first said it to me, 
with his English that, you know, I can't complain about anybody speaking English as their second language. I couldn't speak a second language to save my life. He said seven to 10 months. And I was like, what? He goes, I mean, seven to 10 days. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> really kind of funny, but yeah. So tell me about Stefan Feld, because I, I saw a picture that you took with him. Yeah, the one picture you took. Yeah, the one. You mean you mean Stevie Feld? Oh, you oh, guys are tight. You know, yeah, we're tight now. <laughs> uh, well, the cool thing is, is right before I got there, I got an email from Queen Games saying, hey, um, we are going to have Stefan Feld at our booth uh, for a couple of days, and would you like a chance to come over and meet him and talk to him and you know, kind of hang out a little bit? And they said, if you are, you know, sign up. And I signed up. And luckily, I was one of the people that they, you know, was chosen. So I got to go over there and uh, actually hung out with a couple of other Stefan Feld fans. And we kind of played a little bit of Amerigo together. And then at some point, uh, you know, he came over and sat down and started talking to us. He actually, when he sat down to uh, look at Amerigo, he goes, I would need a rules explanation of how to play this. <laughs> He's like, I haven't played this game probably in 10 years or something like that. I can't remember how long it was. Yeah. But, which was kind of funny, you know, and uh, we all laughed and everything. But really nice. Had a little chance just to chat with him and tell him how much we enjoyed his games and got, you know, some pictures taken with him. Um However, my friend Dan decided what the heck he was going to ask him a question. So you'd never guess what question he would ask him. He goes up to him and he's like, so why in Carpe Diem are there no, why is there no score track? Why the, 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 the cards, cards for yeah. the points, you know? And Stefan's like, well, you know, some people, you know, he's saying this obviously in his German accent. I'm not going to do a German accent, you know. That, Thank you. Yes. Like, yes please. <laughs> and he says, basically... Um, some people would like them hidden, you know? And of course, Dan's like, yeah, but they're on both sides. He's like, yeah, but I mean, you can keep them in a stack and they can still somewhat be hidden, you know, and you're not going to remember them. So some people like that. Some people like score tracks. It's one of those things. They just decided to go to the score track and we're like, Hey, we're just kind of busting you. You know, Hey, we understand we're it's, it's great. We love the games. And really we just, we just ended it at, Hey, we really love your games. We appreciate everything that you do for the hobby and everything. And it was, it was really a cool moment. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun getting to meet him. Yeah. I'm jealous. That's a good, that he seems like a great guy and certainly has designed some of our best gaming moments. Oh, well, I'm sure I got a hundred more stories to tell you guys about Gen Con, but boy, I'm, I, one thing I'll tell you, I'm pooped and, and, and ready for a little bit of relaxation here after getting back. Sure. Yeah. And R Richie and I, Richie and I had a good time playing games too. I mean, yeah, we actually got in a lot play? of games. Sorry, yeah. We did, right? We got, we got a bunch. We got in a bunch of games. Let's, let's hear this. We played, uh, we played automobiles. I had never played automobile. Is Ooh. it automobile or beals? Automobile. Automobiles. Yes, because oh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By David Short and AEG. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and that was kind of fun because I, I hadn't played that yet. And so and I and I had only played it online. So this was on my shelf of shame checklist that I got to check off. We both checked off a game off of our twenty nineteen challenge with this game. So that was good. And uh, definitely enjoyed that. I, I would like to play more because I have the expansion. And so we had we used the smaller track with the expansion. And there's all that checklist for the, the different race tracks. Yeah, and that worked pretty well for a two-player game. Just on a little small track. It went, was it like six laps that you do around the track? Something like that. Yeah, yeah five or six. But it actually went pretty quick. Yep. And, I mean, most of the games we played seemed to go pretty quick. We played also, and I, 
I, I don't feel qualified enough to talk really in depth about it, but I'm excited to have more plays. But I just got in Penny Rails by Travis Hill. It's a button shy game, so it's only 18 cards and you have to have coins with it. And it's a sort of a, a track laying route building game. And uh, basically what you do is you have coins. I, I can't remember if there are three or four coins. There's uh, pennies, dimes, and nickels. Yep. I think two or three of each. Yeah, three, I think. And then there are various heads up and heads down. And heads means two shares because they end up being shares of a company. So on your turn, you can either take a card to lay track down. And these cards have different rails on them that are penny tracks, dime tracks, and nickel tracks. And you can orient the cards to lay tracks and connect uh, cities up. And then you're going to have share or you could take a share or you could just take a card and hold it in your hand, but you can't have more than one card in your hand at any time. So you're you're taking your turn and trying to decide whether you're going to connect track or take a share. And ultimately, at the end of the game, you want to have the shares that are worth the most money based on how long the tracks are and what they connect up to. And uh, Ooh, for 18 card game, like two player card game, it's really, really thinky. Like, I don't think we completely plumbed the depths of it on our first No, play, not at all. Because <laughs> we were just kind of trying to figure out, you know, the levers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's definitely worth uh, worth playing and a, and a fun little How fun long little did game. it take you? I mean, it was quick, like 15, oh, okay. 20 that, minutes. Yeah, it was yeah, fast. Just yeah. a little quick thing. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think it could be really mean as well. We, I mean, obviously we did not know what we were doing, but I mean, you definitely are trying to cut off people's tracks and make their stocks not worth as much. But hmm. yeah, it was an interesting game. Yeah, I'd like to give it a try at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'll definitely bring that over. So uh, if if that sounds interesting to, to folks, you can get that on the Button Shy website. And Button Shy is also producing the game. I think they've, they did a Kickstarter for it, but the Tussie Mussy, another one um, by Elizabeth Hargrave, who did Wingspan, that, that sort of 18 cards. And it fits in a little, like, little plastic wallet. So you really can carry this in your back pocket easily and nobody even knows you have it. it's not like a big bulging thing or something so it's uh that was a fun fun play do you, do you have problems usually no 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 with... we're not gonna go there <laughs> okay so, check it. what else did you guys play so uh <laughs> then we also got in and we haven't played this in a long time richie and i had fun trying to remember how to play it but we played london. one of your favorite designers london london yeah, second edition designers yeah. yeah yeah so that mark uh martin wallace game was was great uh it was funny because i just took a ton of poverty in the end i this is a engine building game basically mm -hmm. where you're laying out cards and every time you run your engine you build up what's called poverty and that's based on how many stacks you have in front of you plus the cards in your hand and so that poverty can really build up quick and you the cards that you have will get you money they'll get you points and they can sometimes take away poverty if they're out in front of you so you mm. obviously want to have the most points at the end of the game but it can be hard sometimes you have to dismantle your engine by covering up stuff because you don't want to have too many stacks out in front of you because that's a ton of poverty right, right yeah you really i mean it, toward, especially towards the end it almost becomes i mean you're just punishing yourself just by running your engine you're going to take on more poverty than you're going to get rid of have you have you sleeved that game yet <laughs> no we played his copy and i think his cards are different actually. my cards are different what? they're I, I just got this because it was on sale and i just got it from the uk and they're like a matte finish they're not that sticky oh, yeah they're was, really nice that's the one reason i didn't buy that game oh yeah you that should pick it up quality now. was so bad i mean it's like it was just terrible well it's this is from osprey games and it seems like this second printing or whatever was was i mean they must have listened and because it's a now it's like a really smooth matte finish they just slide it's not linen but that doesn't matter they're just nice quality so nice nice 
All right, cool. Well, sounds like you guys got some real good games in there. We did. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, we did all right. Okay, well, I think it's time to talk about something else that's going to come up in the future. Chad, why don't you give us a little Kickstarter corner? All right, well, I want to talk about Import-Export from Jordan Draper. It's up on Kickstarter right now, and... This is his second Kickstarter for this game. He had one previously, and our friend of the podcast, Jake, uh, Jake gave it to me to play, and I really, really liked it. This has been billed as Glory to Rome plus Container, basically. So it is a wonderful multi-use card game where you are trying to basically put goods on ships and uh, ship them out and get money for them and various various kinds of things with that. And again, you, you are using cards for different uses. Stuff can be goods. The cool thing about this, though, is that um, it's kind of an economic role selection game, basically. So you're going to choose different roles, just like you did with one of our favorite games, which Richie and I just played, which is Matai and I. So you're going to take that role and do that action and then... You know, different people get to take some of those actions across from you. Uh, You're kind of going to basically on what cards you're going to draw chooses, you know, the way that you use them and the way that you're going to try to win with the game. So, again, if you like those kind of multi-use card games, if you like the way that Chuddick's cards work and, and the way that you try to find swingy synergies there, that's what this game does. It's just that you're trying to do this with a shipping aspect then. And supposedly, the, these are going to have new metal containers with embossing and all that kind of stuff, because you actually will put containers on these little plastic ships, and they slide and dock onto your cards. But it's it's a really fun game. Uh, $59.99 is the base, it looks like. And by the time that this podcast drops, it should still have seven more days on Kickstarter. So I would urge any Carl Chuddick fans to take a look at this. Obviously, if you are a fan of Container or other economic games, it's another must check out. And if you are sad that you don't have Glory to Rome, this is not Glory to Rome. I will tell you that. I I haven't enjoyed Glory to Rome. But I feel the same kind of things with this that I do when I play Glory to Rome. Plus, I get that more of that economic feel to it, too. So it's a great game. I highly recommend everybody give that a check out. That is Import-Export by Jordan Draper. All right, guys, we finally made it. It is now time to do the top 10 of our BGG Top 100 that we've been going through. So we finally have made it now 10 through number one. Let's hear some excitement, guys. Woo! All right. So we're going to start off at number 10, which is going to be... Terra Mystica by... Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't know if I will pronounce this right, but Jens Drogenmuller and Helga Ostertag from Fjörlandspila. Yeah. All right, yeah. I think you got it. So. All right, cool, thanks. I like it. You kind of started slipping into the German accent there. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. I actually got to meet the uh, the owner of Fjordland Games. He uh, he was, you know, they have kind of a partnership with Capstone. Mm-hmm. And so he w- he had a few of his games on our side, you know, to sell, and we had some over there. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. So anyways, uh, and so ter- he said, you know, one of the other lines was, was Terra Mystica, and they're also doing 
uh, Mega Storm. Is that what it's called? Magnus, Magnus, Magnus Storm. Storm. That's but, what it is. But and, uh, what uh, I want to know: Did he tell any? Did he say anything about their latest expansion? Because Terra Mystica is getting an expansion. Oh, he did not. That would, see, if I was a good podcaster, I would be asking questions <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, that, I, that is breathing some new life because I think what what I've heard, and this is all very based on you know, hearsay right now. But what I've heard is they're trying to implement some of the changes that uh, Gaia Project got into Terra Mystica for those people that still really like Terra Mystica. Hmm. So there, there's an expansion. Okay. I can't remember what it's called, but that's out in the works pretty soon here. Okay, interesting. I mean, for me, I like Terra Mystica, but both Gaia Project and Clans of Caledonia have replaced it for me where I ended up getting rid of my copy of it just because I'm going to play one of those two games over it. But it doesn't mean I don't like the game. If somebody put it in front of me, I'm still going to play it. Yeah, it's a solid game. And I, I still, or I got rid of my copy, but I have the app. So I'll, I'll still play it on the app every once in a while. But I have Gaia Project and Clan, so did not see the point in having all three. Yeah. Yeah, I I got rid of Terra Mystica as soon as I played Gaia Project as well. I like Terra Mystica, and I get why people like it over Gaia for some reasons. I mean, it is a little bit more unforgiving in some ways, uh, if, if you're into that, I think, sometimes. But uh, for me, again, as as we'll see here later in the list, it is uh, it, it's it's just not quite as much my thing. Ooh, a little sneak peek into the rest of the list here. All right, <laughs> all right. Moving on to number nine, Chad. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Great Western Trail by Alexander Fister, currently right now produced by Eggert Spiel and Plan B Games. Very nice. I think that is go. the first Didn't for the list. To look at that. <laughs> Great game. We we all love this game, right? Clef kind of hid this from me for a, a long time. I did not get to play this until I mean Ooh. it was way past the, your Ooh. like eighty plays of it or whatever. Yeah. And then I finally got to play, and it, it it has been moving up my list as of last year. So he wanted to make sure he got the rules right before he taught <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> so that really? eighty plays. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, I, I get to play a new game every time I play it. Um, this is my number one. There is no question. I love this game so much. Um, I've played it. Uh, obviously, I played it a ton before the expansion came out. I've played it a ton since the expansion came out. I just recently got to play it as the base game because I was teaching a friend of ours, Brent, the, the game and still just as solid as ever, just even the base game without the expansion. I just, I love everything about it. It's just an amazing game. If you haven't played it, you got to try it. Now, see, you two aren't into deck building much. I don't mind it because my family is a, that's a mechanism that my family really likes and can easily understand and get into. So I play more games like that. But you two really like this game despite the deck building mechanism or maybe even with it. Because I like deck building. That's, that's cleft that doesn't, okay, my mistake. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not a huge deck, but, but I'm, quite honest with you i don't feel like this is a deck builder deck building game it doesn't I, have to be i mean right. especially if you it just depends on the strategy that you go after yeah if you I, do cowboys then yeah you're gonna be deck building sure but i mean it's 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 not deck building in the sense of you know oh i'm trying to get a you know like certain cards in my deck to try to like run in it i, I don't know no, i just no, i, 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 I do remember the last time i saw you play this game which was at jordan's thing you went on and on about how you lost because you could not get the card that you had just bought yeah, back into your hand i was one card off from winning that game i was, <laughs> I was very depressed 
Um, well, you know, yes, it's a deck builder, but I just don't feel like, I guess like compared to like Dominion or Clank or something like that, it doesn't have the same feel because it's not the main mechanism for me to play that game every time when I play it. Maybe, right, that's, yeah. maybe that's what's so different about it, but... Yeah. Anyways, moving on. I mean, amazing game. But let's move on to number eight. And as we just kind of alluded to, Gaia Project. And this again is by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag and Fjulenspiele and Z-Man as well, actually. So here we go. I think really we kind of talked about this. Yeah, we all like it better than Terra Mystica. Yep, absolutely. Just such a neat puzzle. Um, It just has... For me, it's really that unforgiving. I, I if Terra Mystica is more unforgiving than it, boy, I guess maybe I'd play it, both of them bad or something. I don't because it's unforgiving in Gaia Project. I mean, it can be. I, I just think some of the pl- placement and and map stuff and that kind of stuff is a little bit more unforgiving in in mm. in Terra Mystica the way I understand it. Mm. But yeah, I prefer the tech tracks over the yeah, the priest track. track. That the makes a big track, yeah. difference, just because you feel like there's something that is synergizing with right. what you're trying you're to do, on and so that that. Always feels better when you're when you feel like you're taking a path that helps your engine get a little bit more powerful in right. ways that is pretty is more synergistic basically, right? 100%. Rather than just moving up this track. And the other thing I like about it, which Terra Mystica has as well, is you go, okay, I mastered that clan. There's like nine or ten more to go. Right. Let's do that yeah. now. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. And I've I'm not good at any of them at all, but <laughs> it's just because it to me it's like a totally new game, and I like to you know try each one. Yeah. Jed doesn't win this one. No, it's <laughs> one of my favorites, and I do not win. Yeah, ever. It's, it's like up in your top three, isn't it? It is my number one. Is it your it, number one? Okay, it, yeah. that and Lisboa switch back and forth gotcha. basically. Wow, wow. Well, we had both of our number ones on this list. Yeah. What's up with yours? Wade, it's coming even, up next year. I don't even think it's on the top 100. <laughs> it was on, we talked it, about it. Was it in there somewhere? I think we did. I don't all know. Right, I have to right. go look. Okay, so next up though is Skithy. Skithy, yeah. the game. I love Skithy. <laughs> uh, that's Scythe by oh, oh. Uh, Stonemeyer Games and Jamie Stegmeyer. Bought it, played it, sold it. It's good, <laughs> but I just never got what you I wanted wanna, out of it. You still wanted to try the, uh, but yes, the, the one that changed the end game can get the end game because I yeah. think the end game was the thing that I never liked. But much you know about. what? The 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 and it's not even the latest expansion that changes the end game conditions. The the ones with the wind ships change the end game conditions. Yeah, yeah, the one with the airships. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever that, one. I think that, yeah, I just remember that was his big complaint was that it, it starts yeah. to feel samey since you're doing the same end game condition. And totally you guys, agree. You guys both own it still with all expansions or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I've played so. six of the uh, sort of campaign missions of the most recent one. What is that? Oh. Rise of. Fenris, Rise of Fenris. And I played six games of that. And there's one game where you can just randomly take, you can use the wind chips and you can pick any wind uh, wind condition you want to. And so that was kind of the first time that I had done that. Mm-hmm. And that w- that made it really interesting. It changes kind of the end game timer and all that stuff. I, unfortunately, my playmate of the campaign has left and gone away so i will probably not once just, again finish yeah, a campaign just open of up the rest of the boxes yeah i know yeah. i i already did but I'm, oh. I'm excited to play more with with that stuff cool yeah because uh it, it the stuff that it adds is really great all right well whenever we stop having hotness to review we'll go back and we'll play this so, so never, so never. never. Okay. Uh, oh. Moving on to number six. Um, guys, I'm going to go take a break for the rest of this list. 
Oh, for the rest of the list. Oh my God! It oh just yeah, keeps oh, come yeah. on now. Be, be quiet for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kanitska and Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely taking a nap on this one. I've not played it. I haven't played it. I don't care about Star Wars, so I don't go after Star Wars games, even if it looks somewhat appealing. I just. Uh, I just know it's shame. not going to be my style. Shame. <laughs> shame. Uh, you know. I almost got this the other day because someone was selling it, and I really wanted to play it. I knew Finn would play it, but that game, though, is still like three hours long, so Finn would play the first hour, and then that would be it. Because, it, it, I mean, he's nine, and his attention span is not that long. But I like this game. I do. I enjoy it. I enjoy, enjoy it for what it is, but I, I, I haven't gotten it because I know... I'll never get to play with you guys because you, who might like it, don't care about Star Wars, yeah. and you would not like it and no. still don't care about Star Wars anymore. Oh, no, I like Star Wars better than Richie, I guess, but I certainly don't care about playing this game. Yeah. I just know. Well, so I'll talk about it for a minute. It's it, for, for anybody who doesn't know about it, it's basically the Rebel base hides their 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 base on one of the planets and the empire has to go find it and you're trying to keep the empire from winning before they can find the base basically and kind of stall them out and the empire wants to find the base before the game timer gets down there's a lot of stuff that is like the movies except you know for instance somebody else like leia could get frozen in carbonite or ben could go train with yoda there's some sort of alternate history stuff that can happen which is kind of interesting and you're so you're placing workers and trying to get victory points is that what you're saying? Well, okay. sounded like hide and go seek. <laughs> <laughs> hide, and go seek. <laughs> hide and go seek Star Wars edition. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> please. <laughs> so what do we got here, Richie? What do you what do you got for number five there? Well, number five is Twilight Struggle. I'm, I am going to need Chad's help on this one. Yeah, you know. Twilight <laughs> Struggle is by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews and GMT Games. Now, this was number one for a long time. Oh, yeah. For a really long time. And this brought down the hordes. I mean, people were really mad when this yeah. got dethroned. Yeah. And now people just don't pay attention anymore, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. It's not as big a deal, I don't think, even since No. And this is one where when I first got into the hobby, it was number one. And I was like, oh, I've never even heard of this. And I was kind of looking into it, and I was like, mm. eh, I don't think I want to play it. Mm. And I waited until the, they came out with an app. I, play, I have played the app, and I'm glad I, I did not buy it. It's just not... Not definitely not for me. This is another one of these. Uh, bought it, played it, sold it. Maybe we should start a new segment where I have a thing <laughs> where I go played it, bought it, sold it, and then I'll say why I sold it, and then you guys argue whether or not I should have sold it. Well, maybe well, that's yeah, a punch, punch. Tell me what you think of that idea. So sorry, I'm trying to make new segments right here in the middle of All our right. top ten. Well, yeah, that's All right, how moving it gets on, moving on. Okay. Well, I want to say though, I do like the card mechanism in this game. You know, and 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 drawing stuff. It was interesting because I watched that Watergate heavy cardboard live playthrough this past weekend, and we were kind of talking on the chat while it was going on, and people were kind of talking about whether do you like do you like uh, the Watergate game where you can have your own deck. Or do you like those games where you can draw and get somebody else's event or somebody else's card? Where, like, if I'm the U.S., I might draw an event card that is for the Soviet Union. And then if I play that down, well, then that helps them. So maybe I don't right. want to play that down. Or maybe mm -hmm. I want to get mm -hmm. the points off of it or those kinds of things. 
So, uh, and, and Edward kind of said, well, there are things to be said for both. I, I like some with this and some with that. And I know Cleft, you kind of said, I don't, I want it when I draw a card, I want to have it be for me. And I want the decisions to be right. about me and I mean, not to worry about w- what it does for you. Yeah. For me, Watergate hands down is a, is a game that I enjoy more. I mean, Watergate, yeah. you have your own deck of cards, you're playing your own. So when you play them, they are good for you. It's not like, Oh no, I'm going to. You know, one player, obviously, for anybody who doesn't know what Watergate, I, I really didn't explain it all that much during our little talk of that. One player plays as Nixon and one player plays as the Washington Post. And you're just playing your cards back and forth and trying to do different things to tr- try to win the game. But it's, you know, it's a card driven game with multi-use yeah. cards. But I really like the fact that I have my deck when I'm playing it versus the other person's deck. And that's it. The thing I didn't like about Twilight Struggle is, oh, yeah, I'm playing the United States, and all of a sudden I have five cards in my hand that are all Soviet Union cards. And it's like, okay, let me just help you continuously. And I'm sure people who play it a lot know how to get around that, and they can still do what they want to do. But I don't want to invest hours upon hours upon hours into this game so that I can be semi-good at it. Yeah, and I was about to say, even if you do like that, but you don't want to spend the time doing it, the 13-day, the Cuban Missile Crisis game does the exact same thing yeah. But in like 20 minutes. Well, and I even like 1960, the the making of a president, which does that too, but also seems like it goes quicker. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that. I mean, like I would attempt to play that making of the president again. I, I'm not going to play Twilight Struggle again. I mean, it would take quite a somebody begging me to sit down and play it. And they'd, they'd certainly have to know how to play it really well. And then they would just be crushing me. So I don't know what the point would be. <laughs> well, well it might be their birthday and their anniversary. Yeah. Together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about a game, another game that you might not play again. And Might not. Number four, <laughs> Terraforming Mars. Once again, I will need Chad's help. Uh, Terraforming Mars was designed by <laughs> Jacob Frixilius and uh, Stronghold Games. Yeah. And it is a, an engine building game, basically, where you're putting your cards out in your tableau and trying to colonize Mars, essentially. And most people should know it. It's a pretty popular game and on a lot of people's lists. I will say I'm the one who likes it the most out of everybody on here. But the people that really dislike it, at least Richie's only had one play, I think. And it was pretty disastrous. No, I bought the app and I've played it several times on there. It's, oh, you did? Okay. It's just not It's not for me. It's not your game. Well, we were finishing playing City of the Big Shoulders. The other people in the uh the airbnb that we were at mm-hmm. uh one of them uh the his name is billy he's from new york and he comes and meets us there every year he really likes terraforming mars so he uh pulled it out and they played a uh, five-player game of oh. terraforming mars <laughs> so they five would it take them six half, days five, to finish that <laughs> five and a half hours it took wow. them five and a half hours to play that no. and all four of the other ones were like yeah no way that's you know uh, just too long yeah i mean and, definitely not at five i would try it again in person maybe at two but like i said i've i mean i've when I was injured, I downloaded the app and I played it three or four times and there's nothing there that other engine builders haven't already done better, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that's, yeah. Really, Chad doesn't really like this game either. He's just No, nice. no, not at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, we can right. we can talk about him <laughs> since he's in the bathroom. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't even think he likes tramways, really. No, no, I think he just kind of lies about that. God, I'm back. All right, all right. You guys need to stop. All right. All right, number three. Through the Ages... A new story of a civilization. <laughs> this so, list really isn't for you. No, I, yeah, I this is not a good top ten for you. About getting into number seven on. I mean, it's the first three are great, and then it just boop, goes down. For this me. is Vladik Vadel's uh, masterpiece on, from CGE Games, and 
Richie and I actually, as he was leaving, he said, "Yeah, I play that. I play that with you." So at some point, I think Richie and I are going to try to get a game in. Yeah, I need to try it. So yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it's worth giving a try to. I played it three times. It's not like I played it once and said I'm done with it. Sure. Um, I see where people like it. It is a nice engine building type of game. It's just I. I, you know, I'm in the camp of I like nations much better, and I, you know, Navy nations just gives me that that uh, niche, I guess. And through the ages, just doesn't just doesn't work for me. It's too. The biggest thing that I dislike about through the ages is that you have everybody's turn is like their turn, and you're basically sitting there and doing nothing on their turn. So if you play this three or four players, I mean, once you're done with your turn, you can go and have a sandwich and have some chips and a drink you know and you don't there's nothing that you're doing i mean yes obviously you want to be paying attention to what other people are doing but that i don't like i don't want to wait 10 15 minutes for my turn to get back to me and i understand that that's why most people who really like this game will tell you that two and three is the max player count for this game uh i i think what this does is a little bit more and this is sort of common for vlada Havadl, is that it tells more it seems like it tells more of a story for your civilization which clef you wouldn't necessarily care about anyway but it just it feels like the story of your civilization even though it can take longer than nation it feels like the story of your civilization is is just more of a a, a cohesive so thing. it's more of a story driven euroy game you're trying to say i mean people can feel like it where i mean obviously for me that doesn't make any difference and it's not any shorter than Nations. Nations will still take three hours to play a four-player game of Nations. I mean, that's that's not the issue. It's just, I don't know, just has never been a game that I really fell in love with when I played it. But I absolutely think you guys should try it out to give it a shot. 100%. We will. All right, number two. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 from Z-Man Games and the famous Rob Davio and Matt Leacock. Yeah. I've played it. Yeah, yeah, you've gotten three plays, so you didn't finish it. Uh, nope. <laughs> Am I the only one that has finished it? Yeah, you are. Yep. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get anybody else to play anymore. Uh, it's good. It's uh, the the worst thing about the game is that the fact that it spawned so many other legacy games that are not as good. Mm. But this is great. It's got a great story. It's got a good arc, and me and Jessica enjoyed it thoroughly. So. You just played it two player. You just you. Yeah, we just okay. did two player. I yep. think. That the only possibility of more legacy games like this, I think Rob Davio has to do them. Like, doesn't I? I know that his his ship game you didn't like, which, Seafall. Seafall. But I'm just saying, like, Betrayal. I haven't played it, but I've heard a lot about it. Betrayal, like you know, the legacy Betrayal House on the Hill, is has the potential to do the same thing because it's got those sort of story arc things yeah, to it's it good. like he does with Pandemic where you feel like oh this could be a television show and we're watching week to week sort of thing which is why it's called season one I think they meant it to be this should feel like an episodic television show where you want to tune in every week and see what's happening and most legacy games don't feel like that no and, and that's definitely and it felt like a lot of them were forced after because this just just like rolling rights now where we're getting everything rolling right. Every doesn't matter what the title of the game is. Imperial Settlers rolling right does not need to exist. There's so many of those, and that kind of happened with legacy games because this got so hot so fast, and then they just started kind of just trying to throw legacy at everything, which mm-hmm. is not good. Let's finish this off with number one, Great Western. Tra- oh no, my <laughs> list, my bad, my bad. 
All right, Gloomhaven. From? Isaac Childress. And Cephala Fair Games. Yes, indeed. It's just not my style. There's just all there is to it. Have, do you guys played it yet? I still haven't played it, no. I have played it. Okay, yeah. I I mean, I tried it. It's just, it just doesn't have anything. I don't like dungeon crawls. I don't like, you know, kill people in dungeons. There's just there's nothing for me in this game. Can I see the brilliance in the master piece in it? Absolutely. I can see where the people that love that are absolutely, this is a game that they are just going to fall in love with. And obviously, it's number one. I mean, it's number one for a reason. It's just not for me. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I think if you have a game group to game with week to week and they're all into it, it's, it, it would be easy to get into this. Based on my plays of it, uh, I've played kind of one-shot parts of it. So, I, again, I haven't even been able to see like how I would how I get to level up my adventure and stuff like that. And I think there's that's part of the love for the game too. People get tied to their adventurers and when they retire them, that's a big deal. All those kinds of things. And there's so much to explore in the game. I mean, you can play this game like 50 times and still find new stuff in it from, from what I'm hearing. But again, just solely based on my plays of it and not, you know, who I, who I would play it with. I, it just wasn't for me either. Richie, is this something that you want to try, or is this you're just like, yeah, it's just not going to do it for me? So I would why try it. Try it. I know either the app is out or it's coming out, like on Steam. Like that's, I think that's the only way that I would try it because I, I don't want that box in my house, just way too big, <laughs> and I don't want to drop a hundred bucks on it. I'd rather spend you know ten, fifteen bucks on an app, try it a few times, and then be done with it. Because most likely I'm going to play it solo if I, if like if I got it at all. All and right. it's so much of a setup to play it. So yeah, well. like yeah. I, uh, that's always a hindrance for me. If I have to get up all that stuff by myself just to play by myself, I, you know, that's it's a hindrance. But the card mechanism <laughs> is 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 interesting. I like how he does combat in it. But yeah, like I said, I mean, you can see the ma- the the masterpiece in it. It just it's just it's not a punch borders game. That's I mean that's just all there really is to it. I mean no, nothing wrong with it. I just. Not a punch butter game, but all right, we're done. That is it. For yeah. our What's BGG? our? Top How many did you play out of the ten? What's oh, your favorite? Right, yeah. What's your favorite? Okay, okay. Uh, this is well, be real. we know what your favorite is. Yeah, my <laughs> no question about it. Great Western Trail, and I had nine out of the ten. I the only one I hadn't played was the Star Wars Rebellion. I had seven out of ten, and honestly, I think Great Western Trail is also my top out of this ten. Woohoo! I had ten out of ten. I think. Oh, impressive! Oh, wow. And Gaia Project is my. Is my number one, of course. Nice. So. Nice. Very wait a minute. I thought you hadn't played through the ages. New story. No, I have, I have. Oh, I played, played it. it. Yeah. I was oh, okay. Trying to, right. I was trying to get you trying to get me to play. Oh, okay. You had to play it. Okay. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Gaia Project would be in your number one. So yeah. Great Russian Trouble be your number two on this list though. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just yeah. So no, uh, <laughs> you know. Chad uh, Chad C is probably upset that none of us are giving any love to Terraforming Mars. So sorry, Chad. He knows we that. Know you yeah, love it. They, yeah, everyone knows we yeah. are not high on that. Yeah, game. but that's okay. All right. So if you guys think you like this segment, we're more than willing to keep it going where we'll just start in on 101 and maybe just start going backwards for a while. I mean, maybe not getting like the 2000s <laughs> not or something. getting the pickup sticks. Uh, we played zero of the 10. <laughs> but we certainly could, you know, maybe do 100 through 200 or maybe 100 through 250, something on those lines. Let us know once again. Uh, where can they let us know if they would like us to continue to do that? Well, they can definitely leave us a post on our guild. If you haven't joined our guild, it's guild 3227 on the newly revamped board game geek website. 
And uh, so you can hit us up there and leave us a post if you like. Or you can shoot us an email at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. By the way, our look back soon will be on Newton. And so if you would like to get in on that, you can post. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting in our, our forums about that. So you can leave us a message and we may talk about uh, your experience with Newton. But you can also hit us up if you want to be on our Slack group. We've been talking about Gen Con stuff and stuff that is recent on there. And that can just send us an email. Of course, you can reach us on Facebook at Punchboard Paradise on Facebook. You can reach us at Punchboard Paradise on Instagram. And we are also at Punchboarders on Twitter. I think that's everything, right? That was kind of exhausting. Can they write us a letter? They can write us if a letter. You find one of our addresses. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Clef's address is. Can they leave us a voicemail on a on one of those old when you called a house and a voice you no. know a recorder picked up? No. All right, time yes, for you. the draft. Okay, let's do it. So we've decided to draft our top Kickstarter games. This was few people in our Slack channel. We said, hey, what would you like us to do a draft on next? And we had quite a few people say Kickstarter games. So these are going to be games that exclusively started on Kickstarter. Okay, Not a game that maybe you know another game came out and it was something you could get along with it or something, but it came out retail first. We're just talking exclusively came out on Kickstarter, even if it was available later in a retail version. Came out on Kickstarter. That's what we're drafting. Um, and I figure maybe we'll throw in a little bonus and maybe talk about a couple of games that we've gotten from Kickstarter after the draft that we absolutely were very disappointed in also, I think is one of okay, the things yeah. people may be looking forward to. So, um, Richie, tell everybody what our how we do our draft here at Punchboard Paradise. All right. So we are going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is that if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft First, in the second round, we are going to roll to see who gets to pick the draft order, and let's do it. Uh, Richie, we got 10-sided dice. Okay. You might want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the three. Nine. Nine. Uh, oh, nine. Ah. Oh, <laughs> Three-way nine. Eight. Six. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richie. Well, you know what? the draft order. I actually don't care if I go first in this one. I kind of went. I'll explain when it's my turn. But okay, you know, Clef, I'm gonna let you go first this time. What? Chad, I'm gonna let you go second, and I'm gonna take the turnaround. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess maybe I got. You're giving me the uh, the I'm nice softball here. I'm I'm gonna take it because I mean it is my second favorite game of all time, and what I consider now. You know, this is one of those things where it's yes, the original Brass obviously did not come out in Kickstarter, but Brass Birmingham did. So that is a Kickstarter game, and so I'm definitely going to take Brass Birmingham as my number one pick. Um, obviously done by Roxley Games and designed by Martin Wallace and Gavin Brown and Matt Tolman. I love it. I love Birmingham just as much as I love the original. I I think it's just it has some great new mechanisms. It's really the same game. Just, you know, almost you'd consider it an expansion in a way. It just has some different ways to do it, but I love it. It's an amazing game. So thank you, Richie. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to just uh, start off by 
slam dunking good old brass Birmingham. <laughs> that was a good pick. I knew it would. I knew it would leave. I do have to say. I mean, I, I wanted that pick too. I do have to say though. I can't put my finger on it, but uh, this episode, since you've been talking about brass, it's just much less exciting for me. I can't put my finger on. It. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Let me try again. Let me try. <clears throat> Martin Wallace's brass Lancashire. Yeah, it still doesn't sound, no, doesn't that's sound right. right. Come doesn't on, sound right. I thought it sounded it's good. No. Can I try one more time? <laughs> Martin Wallace's Brass Lancashire. Mm, sounds no, worse. There's actually <laughs> actually a couple extra letters in that. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you do. All right, I'll take the next pick. Uh, I am going to go, since Richie left me second, this was not originally produced on kickstarter it, then but what's not, it doing on this list yeah, what, wait 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 <laughs> let me finish all right we'll not, see. Okay. not in not for us in our country though okay not for us in our country you mean the united the states of america yes, okay, yes just checking okay. okay i'm just saying we it was very hard to get a hold of a dlp version so i'm gonna say orleans by reiner stockhausen and TMG Games, what? the deluxe mm, edition what you don't think is, so no this is it was just pretty a, it was already out this talking is about? pretty weak. This the, is weak sauce right here. I would agree. Like, yeah. I would think that deluxe versions, because then then yeah. brass would have been able to have been chosen. All right, all right, all right. I'll rescind my pick. I don't that's think fine. you can. I think no, that's your you pick. Picked it. That's I mean, you pick. picked it. I just think it's pretty weak sauce. I'll rescind so. my pick. No, 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 no. no. You said Orleon it. Orleon is there. I hate you guys. A card played. Yep. Card played is. Or card laid is card played. You don't even know. There we go. That's the saying. You just gotta come on. Anyway, this is. All right, well, it's still a great game. Fine. I, I Now I can't change my pick. <laughs> I didn't mean to break I mean, the rules. I mean, it'd be like, oh, Yokohama came out in retail, but yeah, okay, Chunky Bits it. came out <laughs> as a Kickstarter. It. So all right, it's still one. a great game. I wish I had the nice pieces. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, pick your damn pick. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, I, I, with my list here, I try to stick to kind of the true nature of Kickstarter. I went with either games or companies that actually need it Kickstarter to make these games to begin with. Okay, so you went really, really true to what Kickstarter is all about. Okay. I tried to. I, I'll now. agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely didn't pick uh, Good, we can Deluxe say some more things about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my first one, I went, I'm going to go with QE, which is uh, a... I, okay. I, I did not get on in the original Kickstarter, and designer chad you're, you're always on the designers i'm sorry gavin I it's gavin right gavin I, it's i know it's gavin okay I, well great i can't tell you his last name no well i don't know either <laughs> i didn't pick this is not my pick it's a great game but it's still not my pick it's, it's all right gavin qe <laughs> gavin and the originals the original ones were all handmade right. by him yeah uh, out of wood so they actually look really cool uh the latest printing is coming from board game tables and it's an auction game where you can bid whatever you want and you are countries trying to bail out your the different failing businesses. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not super heavy or anything like that, but just a solid game QE. That I'm gonna pick is up an your excellent pick. I'm a, Thank oh, you. just be quiet. I'm gonna pick <laughs> up your slack and tell everybody so that they can actually be uh, actually be informed by this podcast. Gavin Birnbaum is the designer. All right, thank you, Jeff. It's right on the tip of your tongue there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for my second pick, I'm going to take Matai and I. Ooh. So from 
Carl Chuddick Ooh, and Asmati Games. I don't remember this one. Ooh. No, it wasn't on that list. Is it on that list? What list? What the, oh, the, the well, Kickstarter list? Well, I just sent you the most funded Kickstarters. You'd have to, I mean, if you kept scrolling, you would eventually yeah, hit it. It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do this list. I didn't know. I can't remember all this. <laughs> uh, but I, I've never played Glory to Rome. I haven't played the other one, uh, Uchronia. I've only played Matai and I, and I love Matai and I. And I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think I even want to try the other games because Mat- learning Matai and I, even though it is a, it's not a simple game. It's an like mech, uh, mechanism wise, it's a simple game. But wrapping your head around all the different multi use cards, all the different actions, it it takes you a few plays to to feel comfortable with it. And finally, me and Chad feel comfortable with with it, where we can you know end a night when. Clef isn't around. We can end the night with a game of uh, Matai and I, and uh, it's perfect for that game. I mean, once you know it, probably takes 15, 20 minutes tops. Solid game. Matai. Carl, Carl Chuddick is master of multi-use cards, and I love this game. It's a good game. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. All right. Now, Chad, I just want to verify. Monopoly is not on a Kickstarter list. Not, <laughs> there might have been like a version later, but the real Monopoly came out before the Kickstarter. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> For my next pick, I'm going to take Viticulture and Tuscany together. When those two came out in that really nice wood box, that was a beautiful Kickstarter. And you guys cannot deny no, that, that, if that, somebody, if somebody, that if somebody knows how to do a Kickstarter... It is Jamie Stegmeier. I mean, oh, he yeah. is he yeah. is the Kickstarter guru, and there's a reason for that. So, you know, I, I I'm definitely picking Viticulture with with the Tuscany edition. Uh, it's it's still a game that I really like and gets played plenty at my house. Uh, good pick, Chad. That was a well placed pick right there. So I really did you. think that that was going to be your first pick. Yeah, so it was going to be Viticulture. Yeah. Well, and, and the 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 nice token bits with that game, you know, he really maximized the potential of of what the game could be, especially when he he kind of fixed it with the Tuscany edition. So wow, definitely wow, it came back to me, and none of my picks have been taken. This is like the weirdest <laughs> draft ever. I'm like, I, I'm still wide open here. I'm like, wow, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Well, the way I'm going to go with my next pick, and this is one of those games when. I got it when I when I backed it on Kickstarter. I was like, okay, it looks good. I like the the idea of it. You know, obviously at the time I liked Terra Mystica a lot, and I said, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And that's Clans of Caledonia. And I will tell you right now, I have never been disappointed. I love this game. I love the special player powers that you get. I love the whole, you know, uh, getting the contracts. I love how the contracts are, you get money to start with, and then they start to become money as it, as the game, you know, more and more money as the game goes along. Just everything about this game just really hits a, one of those nice chords with me that I really enjoy. And so I was really glad that I backed this one. And honestly, this is one of like brass was, was a known entity when it came out. This is a game that probably is the most surprise out of left field. I had no idea. I was taking a shot and, and hoping, and I hit a bullseye with this one. So great game. Uh, so my number two pick is clans of Caledonia. Yeah. You get lucky with that one. Cause you, that was when you were just buying Kickstarters, right? Yeah. Throw a dart at the dartboard. All right. I'll back that one. You know, I was going kind of crazy there. And you had a lot of misses. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll talk about those in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so, all right. So I, I get a swing here. So I get to do number three pick 
And I think I'm just going to go. There's a couple of other games that are probably pretty good. Chad, stop looking at my list. I don't want you cheating over there. Okay. There's a couple other games that I could go with, but I'm going to once again go pure Kickstarter. Once again, a game that I said, this looks amazing. I'm going to give it a shot. And that is by Mind Clash Games, and it's Anachrony. I love this game. This is a wonderful game. Um, yes, I will still say, I don't care what you guys say, I'll still play it with the cardboard chits. The minis are nice, but whatever. The game is where you get it at. Sure, I'm not saying I'm playing with the cardboard chits. I'm going to always play with the minis. But it's a beautiful game. Um, it's got great worker placement. It's got great resource management, building buildings, you know, doing different things for, for points for different things. It's just a really cool game. I actually really like it actually best as the base game. Um, but the expansions are okay like the exploration one and then the the other one i haven't played very much but um but i really like this just as its base game but it is one of those another ones that i kind of hit a bullseye went with when i when i backed it uh so that is anachrony by uh, mind clash games chad over to you okay i'm up again huh i am going to take and for me this is gonna kind of symbolize everything because i just think i just think eagle griffin with this game designer and illustrator slash graphic designer just do top notch all the way all the time across the board but i am going to use one particular game to symbolize that and that is escape plan lisboa lisboa (laughs) by eagle griffin games and ian uh, ian o'toole and vital lacerda so i do like escape plan i would include it with that but i understand I think Richie and I both knew that if we took Lisboa out of spite, you might quit and walk off. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is to be clear my favorite, but Vinos is very very close behind, and uh, I just what can I say? I really like the all the mechanisms in this game. I love the rule book. It's one of my favorite rule books ever because it just shows how to include some theme if you wanted to include some theme, but also how to teach the game very clearly and well. That's Lisboa, my third pick. Excellent pick. Great game. Yeah, solid game. Um, I'm going to go with, for my third pick, I'm going to go with one of the first worker placement games I played, and that is the Manhattan Project uh, from Minion Games. Could not tell you the designer. You're good at this. Yes, I am. All right, so (laughs) in the Manhattan Project, uh, I mean, the reason that I like it because one, it is very interactive. You can go and bomb other people's factories and slow them down as far as they're uh, as far as they go. But it's a it's kind of a Cold War type race where you're building bombs. You're not necessarily using bombs, but you're building up bombs to score points. And then once you hit a, a certain threshold, that will trigger the end of the game. So. Uh, the Manhattan Project, and Chad is coming in with the save on the designer. Well, I'll do that in a second, but you're building bombs. You still drop some bombs just on people's factories, and they're not the the atom bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not dropping the bombs that you're building. Yeah. yeah so, don't get that wrong, Richie. The, <laughs> I think I de- said that. <laughs> the designer is Brandon Tibbetts, basically. So there you go, picking up Richie Slack. All right. All right. So then for my last one, I'm going to go with Dogs of War. I think a game that only me and uh, Ben Maddox talk about. It is from Cool Mini or Not at the time. They're now, what are they, Come, come on. on or Simon Games? Come no, on. Come on. I want to be on. in the meeting where whoever came up with Simon Games and no one said, no, we're not doing that. 
And then I want to be in the next meeting where they w- where that guy's in the corner and his only responsibilities now are just getting coffee because he came up with the Simon game. <laughs> the Stranger to come on. Yeah. <laughs> they should just left there, cool me or not. But that's uh, Paulo More. I, I know that one. Good job. <laughs> and this one, uh, it's kind of a – we should probably try it next time we have because it's a game that you definitely want to play at five players. Okay. Because uh, it, it is more of a – like when you look at it, since it's cool me or not, you got the big minis on there. And if you look at the little uh, board, it has like first battle, second battle, third battle. So you kind of think it's like a war game. And I mean, technically, you are, you know, dogs of war, essentially. So you are backing these different houses that are out there. And it's really a worker placement uh, card management game where you are trying to, it's almost like you're playing tug of war on all these different battles, backing them, trying to get your house or whatever house you have the, the most interest in ahead so that it, their uh, little shields or sigils are worth more points at the end of the game. So it's definitely some, something that the more players you have on there, the better. Uh, I think it plays three to five. You definitely want to be at that five if you can. Four is okay. Three, not so much. Uh, but yeah, uh, great little game. And really not even that uh, not not that heavier as far as rules go. So it's pretty easy to get into. So Dogs of War. Okay. Well, for my next pick, I'm going to take... Pax Pamir, second edition. This actually yeah. is one of my favorite Kickstarter games. It was well produced. I think if you got in on the Kickstarter, you got a great deal on some really nice components in this game. All the components are very thematic. And I I really like this game. I will have to say, I mean, I wanted to say Glory to Rome, Black Box Edition, because I really like that. But, of course, the first Glory to Rome came out, and it was not a Kickstarter. I think it came out in 2005, so that was before Kickstarter at that time. But uh, suffice it to say that Pax Premier by Cole Worley and Worley Gig Games, the second edition is a great game to play, and it is a beautiful beautifully produced game so kind of what kickstarter does best i think and this game would not have been produced this well not nearly as well if it hadn't been for kickstarter oh yeah definitely they and they did a fantastic job with that kickstarter for sure it's a beautiful game and a very well produced game but i mean just a great game period so yeah that's great picks You've redeemed yourself after your first... Yeah. I mean, it was a real stumble out of the gates. Ooh, yeah. That's <laughs> like my drafts in the past. I mean. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to finish this off and I'm just going to go ahead. Now, granted, this game was a... So you guys can say maybe this one's going to be weak sauce. Are you about know. to stumble as well? I don't know, but this... Truly, I mean, this game came out on Kickstarter. There's no question about it. Did it come out first on Kickstarter? Well... The original game did not. Oh my okay, goodness. well, we can't well, do that. What are we I mean, doing that's here? the same thing. Well, hold as- on. You, answer me this. So, does the estates count? I mean, it is a different game than Noya Heimat. It's a or different are you theme. It, it just to be the same game that just came out on Kickstarter to reproduce it. I, it's, it's not tough. as weak sauce as Orleon, but it is still slightly, still slightly watered down a little bit. Mm. But I feel like it is a, I mean, it's it's a different than, than whatever Chad's weird reasoning is. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. I'm, I'm no longer excited to see you. <laughs> I love you, Chad. Well, anyways, I'm taking it. If you want to call it weak, I still think that it's the first time I was introduced to this game. I had never, it's not like I was even able to purchase Naya, 
Noya Heimat. So to me, the estates brought that game to the world through Kickstarter. And obviously, Capstone and uh, Clay did a great job of producing this game. Uh, looks beautiful, has great components, really easy to understand, and just a great game. So to me, uh, I cannot have a list that doesn't include the estates uh, as a Kickstarter game. I can't argue that it's a great game. Klaus Zock is the designer, and he did a great job with this one. It's, I think we've talked about it. It's most of our favorite auction games, which we just did not do recently. Right, so. absolutely. Yeah, great game. I just don't... We'll let the we'll let the punch bunch decide. Okay, punch bunch, stand by me here. All right. So, anyways, let's run through real quick. Chad drafted Pax Parmir. I say that badly, don't I? <laughs> yeah, like it was a cheese. Parmir. Parmesan. Can I have some Parmesan? All right. Chad drafted uh, Pax Parmir, uh, Orleans, uh, Viticulture slash Tuscany, and then Lisboa. Uh, Richie came in with Dogs of War. The Manhattan Project, where you drop bombs on factories, Matainai, um, <laughs> uh, and QE, and then IE finished off with, I got Anachrony, Clans of Caledonia, Brass Birmingham, and The Estates. So, all right, so everybody, uh, we're going to put up a poll. So when you're hearing this episode, you'll be able to go on and vote to who you think, uh, which list you basically think is the best or which one you relate to the most. And please give us your top games of Kickstarter, which, which you think, and uh, you know who you think had the, the worst pick maybe out of the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Definitely sure let us that. know who had yeah. the worst pick, <laughs> we for like, sure. We uh, like busting on chat. I mean, so, we like getting, yeah. That's Guild 3227. And did you want to uh, add any, any disappointments? Well, I think had? that's kind no, of a fun I, thing with Kickstarter. You, you have to have a so, lot, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, you do. Oh, I, 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 do I mean, you got an hour? <laughs> I mean, um, I'll throw out a couple here. Of ones that, and as you guys said, there was a point there where I was just, you know, if it was on Kickstarter, I was I was throwing a dart at it and saying, sure. I mean, I got some weird game called Unlocked, the Mansions of Mana. I don't know what that was. <laughs> King's Champion. Uh, oh, God. The Flow of History. I got that one off the Kickstarter. <laughs> Aviation Tycoon. I mean, uh, Founders, unfortunately, was not uh, great. Founders of Gloomhaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. No, well, you can get that now for I believe it's like eighty percent off yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, it's it's pretty cheap, you know. And even for me, you know, I backed uh, I backed Seventh Continent, which just wasn't you know my style. Or How many oh. Kickstarters have you backed total? Uh, thirty-seven. Okay, wow. that's not as many that, as I thought you would have. Oh, yeah. no, it's that not like Jake. Uh, Jake, Jake our, our Jake's listener. in like the like, hundreds, isn't he? Oh, I think it's like two hundred or something yeah. more than that. It's unbelievable how I, many he's got. I can maybe give you one disappointment, and it wasn't even that big. But... Escape plan. Shut up. Jeez. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. It it was uh, the expansion actually for Matainai. Oh, Wu Tai Mountain. I'm and, not. I, I'm definitely disappointed with the production. Exactly. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. I, I like Ooh. what the gameplay is, but the the cards for what you get are really. They did. Comp so the base games are linen finish. Yeah. And then these are just just cardboard stock. Like they're not Ooh. as good a quality. They're completely different. Their their whole reasoning was that te I mean technically you you don't mix the decks together, but you still hold both cards. In your hand at the oh, same that's time. Terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. It's just weird, and they didn't say anything about it. You would think like they might almost say, and so we got these cards, and we're like, wait, what? 
Huh. That's too bad because that is like one of the coolest names at Wu Tai Mountain. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> exactly. You get to play a little Wu Tai Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've only backed twenty three Kickstarters, and my my biggest disappointment was Penny Press. Have either one of you played Penny Press? No, nope. I, I still have. Oh, Penny you still Press. have Penny Press? Okay. I I don't. I don't dislike it, but it just it never gets played. I mean, it's pretty I, light, and you don't want to play it at like the lower player. Counts, yeah, yeah, not at all. I mean, I know they did a variant for two. That's in my in my own personal opinion was awful to play. Three is okay, and then four is is really where it's best. Oh, and, my mistake! I have played Penny Press. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, very forgettable. Yes. Yeah, I say. I just really love the theme and the art in the game were, were fantastic, and then just the it was just a big letdown on the actual gameplay. And that's why I've kept it. It's for those occasions, uh, and this is why it hasn't gotten played very much at my house. It's for those occasions when you go and see Newsies at the theater, and then you go home and play Penny Press. So it doesn't happen very much, so it doesn't get played a lot. But I, I still have my copy. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing with Kickstarter. I mean, you are going to unfortunately get some eh, that you're going to back, especially if you back a lot of Kickstarters and then you're going to hit some bullseyes. You know, I mean, I'm, I am not upset that I was backing so many Kickstarters at the time because I may never have gotten clans or I may not have gotten, you know, now granted these games went on to be pretty popular games right. that I probably would have played anyways, mm. uh, you know, or anachrony, but you know, it was still nice that I got them and, and, you know, and I've had them since, you know, kind of the beginning or whatever. So I, you know, I probably have slowed down on Kickstarters, uh, just money-wise. It's it's kind of tough, and Chad's taken over as yeah. Most. That's what, we that might as well rename great Kickstarter to Chad's Kickstarter Corner because he <laughs> is the new Kickstarter guy here for us. But uh, all right, well, that finishes our draft. Yeah, true. You got anything else to say? <laughs> it's time to go play the. You guys ready? City on. I can't remember the no, name. City now. of it's the Big it. Shoulders. City of the Big Shoulders. Yeah, don't get that wrong. Right? <laughs> well, you finally got Shut it up. right. I you don't said know what you're talking about. Sex in the city with the shoulders. Oh, well, so it feels like a little sex on the city. Ooh, that's great. Cool. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, you know, if you want to hit us up, we told you where you can find us. In another two weeks, we'll be back. We really appreciate your listening. We love sharing games with you each and every time you decide to listen to us. And uh, hey, give give your give your friend who doesn't know about us, give them the news. Let them know about us. Uh, let them know that yeah. they can listen to us on their favorite uh, their favorite podcast listening device. And you know, if you feel like it, give us a review. Yeah, we would love it, and we really appreciate everybody who listens to us. If you have any suggestions, please let us know, too. You know, if there's anything that you would think would be fun to hear from us or whatever, we'd love to, uh, you know, try some new stuff out and give you guys what you're wanting. So. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and let's go play some games, fellas. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Oh, God. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
I shouldn't do that because we're too. Nah, I'll just put it at the end of the episode. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Realize anything we do now, I can get out of there. <laughs>